Hey there, it's Justin Coletti of Sonic Scoop. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Sonic Scoop podcast. Today, I'm going to give you my one biggest master tip for selecting the right speakers for you, whether you are recording or mixing or mastering or even just doing writing or content creation, there's one master tip that is going to help you get more out of your speakers and help make sure that you choose the right pair that isn't going to mislead you. Your speakers can either be your best friend or your worst enemy. And sometimes they are your worst enemy because they seem like your best friend, only they are secretly stabbing you in the back every chance they get, giving you really misleading information on which to base your critical listening, mixing, mastering, recording decisions, and all of that. What is this one major tip? Well, it's a real eye-opener, and it took a while for me to realize, probably years into the audio and music production game before I really got my head around this. And now, not only is it easy for me to choose the best speakers for me out of any given set of options, but I can get the most out of any set of speakers by better understanding their strengths and their limitations. Because ultimately, no set of speakers is absolutely perfect. There are trade-offs in every set of speakers, no matter how much you spend. The more you spend, often the fewer trade-offs there are, which is great. But even when you're spending $8,000, $10,000, $20,000 on speakers, if you were going to do that, there's still trade-offs. And there's definitely trade-offs when you're spending $300, $500, $800, $1,500, $2,000 on a set of speakers. So what is this one master tip that is going to help you pick the right speakers for you and get more out of any speakers that you happen to find yourself working on or listening to? Well, I will give you that master tip in just a moment because I'm going to do the briefest of sponsor shout outs this week where I'm just going to say big thanks to Eventide. Check them out, Eventide Audio. If you want to try out any of the software or plugins they make for free, making some of the most forward-looking mixing effects for, man, like a generation. Also, big thanks to Sound Toys. Check them out, soundtoys.com. Sponsoring this podcast from the beginning, making some of my favorite creative mixing effects out there. Try out anything they make for free at soundtoys.com. Last but not least, I got two courses for you guys, Mixing Breakthroughs or Mastering Demystified. But I want to give you something totally for free. I put out this workshop recently that people have really been enjoying. It is called The Five Habits of Truly Great Mixers. If you haven't checked that out yet, check it out now totally free, a half an hour with me where I take more than a decade worth of interviewing and studying some of the best producers and engineers working today to find the common threads so that you can adapt them into your own workflow. Get that free workshop at sonicscoop.com slash mixhabits. That's sonicscoop.com slash mixhabits. Okay, so the number one tip for picking the right speakers for you and for getting the most out of any speakers that you might be working on is recognize that your mixes will tend to sound, at least to some degree, like the inverse of your speakers. This is such an obvious thing once you get it in your mind, but it's so counterintuitive at first. Your mixes will sound, to some degree at least, like the inverse of your speakers. And this is a really interesting thing because most people in the beginning go about this completely backwards choosing their speakers. If someone wants to put out mixes or productions with a lot of low end, they like big boom and bass, they'll go out there and get speakers with big boom and bass. So what happens? Their records, their mixes come back sounding bass light, anemic in the bass. Why? Because they were hearing so much bass in their studio. 
<laughs> they didn't end up cranking it up to an appropriate level. There are other people who want their records to sound really bright and clear and clean, tight. So they get really bright and clear and clean sounding speakers. And guess what? <laughs> their mixes end up coming back sounding dull and dark and cardboardy and far from what they want their thing to sound like. Why? Because they had bright speakers, so they weren't making things brighter. Things already sounded bright to them. So you want to find speakers that are complementary to your biases. Let's say your mixes are too bright and thin, and you want to have thicker, richer, warmer sounding mixes than you do now. If you go for thicker, richer, warmer sounding speakers, then chances are your mixes will continue to sound relatively bright and thin. So sometimes, at least especially when it comes to mixing, and I'll get to recording and content generation and mastering in just a minute, but at least when it comes to mixing, you don't necessarily want to get speakers that sound super great to you. You want to get speakers that are useful. And this is one of the reasons that the classic Oratones and Yamaha NS10s have been studio mainstays for you know, a generation and a half or more. It's because nobody wants their record to sound like a record coming out of a pair of Yamaha NS10s. For those of you who have not used them before, the reason they're so popular is not because they're amazing, it's because it's, they sound somewhat terrible. They're not terrible everywhere. Actually, the low end on Yamaha NS10s is pretty good. It's very resonance-free. They don't have any ports in there. So the low end you get out of Yamaha NS10s is actually pretty good. The only problem is there's not a lot of low end there. So under 100 hertz, you, you know, things are really rolling off. But the low end that is there is pretty good. But the, the mid-range on them is just so pushed forward that it really forces you to stop things from fighting in the mid-range, to stop the mid-range from being annoying, to give things each thing its own place in the mid-range, and it really helps people get the mid-range balances together. My preference for this type of speakers, the Oratones, similar idea, except I find them to be a little bit more neutral throughout the mid-range. They really don't have a ton of extended bottom end or a ton of extended top end, but they really make you focus on the mid-range. And your mixes end up coming back sounding not mid-rangey because you're making everything fit together in the mid-range because you're really focused in there. So the Oratones are great for that. But you don't just have to work on one little tiny speaker. There are full range speakers that are great. For mixing, I'm a big fan of Atom speakers. I'm not saying this because they're endorsing the show. They are actually currently not. I would say this whether or not they are. They make some of my favorite speakers for mixing because the top end on them is nice and subdued. And because I kind of get into a place where I mix a little darker than the release should be, they encourage me to add a little bit more sparkle and sizzle on top and allow a little bit more presence to come through than I might otherwise be inclined to do. I also love their mid-range. If you get into their three-way speakers, I think they have the usefulness of an uh, NS10 or an Oratone, but with the full bottom and full top that you want to have a full set of speakers. So that's a great way to go. But other people may choose different speakers because they might have a different set of biases. There may be other people who are inclined to mix too bright, so they want to get a bright-sounding set of speakers to encourage them to go a little darker and fuller. And for people like that, something like a set of Dyn Audios, which to me are a little tighter than the Atoms, 
or maybe PMCs, which are really clean, crisp, and articulate speakers, can maybe help them bring out their sludgy and you know rich, full-bodied vibe by going for something a little tighter and leaner. Genlec, some of the Genlec models, again, are a little maybe bright to my ear, and they could encourage you to go a little fuller and thicker. But if you are buying, say, a set of Genelex because you like the sound of Genelex and they sound really finished to you, that's maybe not the reason to do it. Again, if you're at the mixing stage, your mixes are going to sound a little bit like the inverse of your speakers, so respect that. And choose speakers that complement your biases. This might not always mean picking the speakers that sound the best and the most impressive to you. It's about knowing your biases, knowing the speaker's biases, and finding a good match between the two of them. So if you love bass and you want to put more bass into your masters and your mixes, don't get speakers that already have a ton of bass. However, if you love bass so much that you're putting way too much bass into your mixes and your releases, then you might want to get speakers that do put out a lot of bass. Because what you need to do is start reeling in how much bass. It would be a good thing for you to feel a ton of it in the room so that your mixes don't come out with a ton of bass on them. I've been speaking mostly about mixing, but mixing is only one part of the process. I would offer you a couple of caveats here. One of them is if you're not mixing, if you are producing and writing, doing the content generation, then sometimes having a set of speakers that is more fun, biases be damned, is great. Because you just want to have something that is inspiring to listen to, that keeps you going during those sessions. So if you are listening A, for creativity, you're creating music, or B, as a listener, just having fun enjoying music, then sometimes having a set of speakers you really love the sound of is a great way to go, and you can totally ignore this advice that I've offered. But if you're doing more mixing and more putting out the final result, and you want to make sure the final result sounds really good, then finding something that isn't necessarily the most finished sounding to you, but rather complements your biases is a great way to go. And you can see a lot of us wear two different hats, so having two different sets of speakers is often welcome. It can be great to have a hype-you-up set of speakers that is fun to listen to, that keeps yourself and the artist inspired, particularly when you are tracking, listening back to the take that they just did, trying to come up with cool parts or ideas, layering track after track and staying inspired, but maybe not obsessing about the last little fine points of exactly how it's going to balance against other things, then going for speakers that just speak to you, that are impressive and interesting and beautiful sounding to you is a great way to go. And then when you're mixing, having these speakers that may be the opposite of what you want in some ways can be a great way to go. So having two sets, a lot of people end up having three sets at some point, can be very cool. So one set of fun speakers, one set of inverse speakers, great for mixing, that can be a cool way to go. Lastly, if you are mastering, I generally recommend that you need a higher caliber of speaker than any of your clients, and you need a higher caliber of room than any of your clients. It doesn't necessarily have to be perfect, but it definitely has to be better than what your clients have. And in that case, going for speakers, usually that have at least three drivers that have as precise bass, low-frequency response as you can get and have as flat, neutral of a high-frequency response as you can get is usually the way to go. 
But even in mastering great speakers, there are going to be subtle differences. And because you are the last and final QC, you may want to keep that idea of respecting your own biases in mind when you err ever so slightly in one direction or the other. But in mastering, you do want to be able to hear things that your clients can't. So that usually means getting something that's super resonance-free in the low end and has really fast transient response. So you can really hear changes to compressors, changes in amount of saturation that maybe some of your clients can't hear so well on their system. And you want something that's going to have probably as neutral of a top end as possible so you're not making accidental mistakes up there. Well, I hope that is useful for you. I hope it gives you some ideas for getting the most out of your current speakers or for choosing your next set of speakers or for going into a new room and making sense of a new set of speakers, getting to learn your speakers and your room and getting to very quickly be able to figure out any speakers that you end up being in the room with that you have to do critical listening on is huge. And it is part of the skill set you want to develop if you want to be really good at audio and music production. That idea is actually habit number three in the five habits of great mixers that I've identified and want to share with you for free. If you're interested in finding out all five of those habits where I go into even more detail on how to get there, check out the free workshop, The Five Habits of Truly Great Mixers at sonicscoop.com slash mixhabits. That's sonicscoop.com slash mixhabits. Thanks again for hanging out with me and a big shout out to our sponsors for this week, Eventide, making some really cool creative mixing effects. Check them out at eventideaudio.com where you can try out any of their software or plugins for free or check out any of their hardware at a dealer near you. They make some really cool rack effects, synths, guitar pedals, and the like. Big shout out as well to Sound Toys making some more of my favorite creative mixing effects out there. Try out anything they make for free at soundtoys.com. If you don't have the Sound Toys bundle already and you are doing mixing and music production, you should probably just go ahead and get it. It's pretty awesome, but don't take my word for it. Try it, have fun with it, see if you like it. I also have two full-length courses, Mixing Breakthroughs and Mastering Demystified. If this has been useful to you, I can guarantee you with a money-back guarantee that either of those courses are really going to help you out. Check them out at mixingbreakthroughs.com or masteringdemystified.com. And if you're not ready for a full course right now, Take my free workshop, that Mix Habits workshop. Check it out, sonicscoop.com slash mixhabits. I can guarantee you will come away with some real insights. And if you put some of those habits into practice, it will change the way you work forever for the better. Thanks again for hanging out with me. This has been Justin Coletti of Sonic Scoop. See you next time. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.